0: Welcome to the Your Lender Buddy podcast. This podcast is designed to empower real estate professionals with industry knowledge that they need to succeed. Without further ado, I'll pass it on to Jordan Keck for today's episode. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Jordan, your lender buddy. Whether you're a solo agent on a team, have started a team, you've likely at some point in your career thought about the differences between the two and wondered which is right for me. Well, that's what we're gonna be talking about today. You see, so many times I've seen realtors who start as a solo agent and then later become part of a team, or somebody starts as part of a team and ends up switching to becoming a solo agent. Maybe they even start their own team and continue to build it from there. Now, the reason I wanted to bring this up is from my own experience. You see, I've been in the lending industry 10 years as a loan officer, And for six of those years, I have had my own company. At the height of the business, I had 13 employees. I was originating loans as a loan officer while I was also managing, hiring, recruiting, you name it. And I was miserable. Now, not just because I was leading a team. There were a number of other factors involved as well, but it wasn't until after I had a very negative experience in one model that I stopped and wondered and started questioning, is this the right model for me? There was an attachment to the level of, there was a certain allure about being the person who ran the team, being the business owner. There was an identity around it and there was some pride around it. Now, there's a tool that I used called the triad of of awesomeness. And this triad of awesomeness is used to be able to determine where you're bringing somebody onto your team if they're a good fit and it's three overlapping circles. In one circle is, do they enjoy it? Another circle is, are they good at it? And the third one is, is it profitable for them and the company? If you've got an overlap of all three of these circles in the triad of awesomeness, then they're going to crush it in that position because they're good at it, they enjoy it, it's profitable, and that's where you can really find joy and fulfillment on a great team. But if they only have two of the three, they're either going to be burnt out they're volunteering their time, or they're gonna get fired. So for me, when I finally stopped and I took the hats of being an owner off and I took the hats of being a loan officer off and ran this on both of them, I found as a loan officer, I mean, just essentially being a solo agent essentially, I had all three. I was in my triad of awesomeness. But as a business owner, I didn't have any of the three. Remember, if you only have two of the three, you're in a bad shape, but not having any of them, it became abundantly clear to me that that wasn't the right model for me to succeed in. So thinking about that in your shoes here, as a realtor, deciding which model do I want to have? Do I want to be a solo agent? Do I want to be an agent in charge of my own team? Do I want to be a part of a team for somebody else? Think past the commission splits, right? Commission splits are one thing, yes. And it is true, as a solo agent, you're likely going to have a bigger percentage of commission than you would as being part of a team. But one way I like to think about this is, would you rather have half of a watermelon or all of a grape? Just because you get a smaller percentage doesn't mean that you get more at the end of the day. And I've talked to agents on teams who because of the additional referrals they get coming in from the team that are generated, they earn more than 100% of the commission from their own deals when they average it out there. So the differences aren't just going to be on the commission splits. This is really gonna come down to what your personality is best suited for, what you're looking for out of your experience in real estate. And it doesn't have to be one decision forever. You can get the change. So a few examples on this is I hope that this conversation allows you to become very clear about what it is you want, what it is you don't want, how to be able to find it and recognize, are you in the right model? Do you need to find a better model that's going to suit you? That's gonna lead to you doing your best work, being productive, being happy, serving your clients at a high level and being financially rewarding for you. So talking with a few agents and getting feedback on what their experiences are, uh, one of the first ones, Marianne Honeyman, Oh, shout out to her on the Jalant team. Her biggest thing is that it comes down to the team. It really depends on the team. She says leverage and support are very important to her, and she's grateful for what her team provides. You contrast that with being a solo agent, you wear all of the hats. And when you wear all of those hats, you may or may not have the personality for that. Contrast that, Ross Martinson over at Paramount. He says when he was looking at it, he's a solo agent, And he'd have a really difficult time being part of a team because he likes to be very involved in every single step of the process, hold it close to the chest. And so not only does he get involved in each step, he enjoys that, he likes creating that system, adapting it, because you could take 100% success or failure, you own whatever the results are when you're a solo agent. So whether it goes right or wrong, you're responsible in that case. But that's something that Ross really enjoys. Another agent, Andrew Baxter, he talks about for him, being a solo agent, it does allow for more freedom and independence. You have, you know, your responsibility to your peers in terms of scheduling and financial split per sale is something that you're going to have when you are part of a team. You know, you are expected to maintain certain standards. You're expected to be there at certain times. So you don't necessarily have as much freedom and independence as you would working solo. But Working as a team does allow for people with different strengths to shine and support one another when someone is unavailable. If you're as a solo agent, you're the backstop. So while you might have more freedom and independence, what cost does that come with the additional flexibility of being part of that team? So and the last things going into are the surplus of knowledge and experience that you get when being part of a team. When you're starting out solo, if you don't have a phenomenal team around. You don't have a great support system. You don't have a great educational process to be able to learn what to do well or have a phenomenal mentor. That's where a team can really come in because you're not inventing the wheel again. You're seeing what's already in place, what's already working. And I've seen a lot of successful agents springboard out of a team to become solo because they've picked up on the best practices from the start. They didn't get a chance to learn the bad habits because they started it off strong from a team. But going back to Marianne's point, it really depends on the team here. And so a few things to consider on it. When you're looking at your personality and the personality that you're going to be looking at best suited for one or the other, think about being a solo agent as a business owner. Whereas if you're on a team, you're the professional. Think of it uh, in the military. Let's take a sniper as an example. Now, a sniper isn't going to be the team leader the majority of the time. They have a very specific job to do and they do it very, very well. The entire team depends on them to do that well. It's a highly respected position and it's not something that's looked down on, but they simultaneously rely on the rest of their team to provide cover for them. So as a team leader, you're not gonna be the one in that position as a sniper. You're gonna be coordinating the professionals who do the particular job. And as a team leader or as a solo agent, if you don't hire it out, it's your job. You own the job until you hire somebody else to do that job. You're in charge of all of the details. Nothing gets done unless you do it or hire it out. So with personalities, I find for me, I can be very detailed. But similar to Ross being a solo agent, I very much prefer to control the process start to finish for my clients. I like to control the experience that they get, and even so much as defining what my signature line in my email looks like, what the words I say and the analogies that I use and the illustrations I use to support conversations at every single step along the way with my clients. I enjoy that. I love being able to tweak those and see the benefits and the differences there. And I found that when I was running my own company, it pulled me away. I really didn't have time to change those details to be as involved as I'd like to be. But for some, they don't want to get that much into the details. They don't want to be involved in the process that much. So really think about it in terms of your personality. What's going to suit you best there? A few things that they do have in common, whether you're a solo agent, whether you're on a team, you've got to be motivated. You've got to want to learn and to grow, to go through uncomfortable experiences, to push through rejection. These are things that just, these are standard for the industry but a few more things that are different between them. Who does what? When you're on a team, ideally that's a very defined role that you have. You know exactly what you're doing, you know exactly what the rest of your team does, and everybody plays to their strengths. If you're individual, you're creating your own strategy. And when you are again part of a team, you're functioning within the strategy that's already been developed as part of that team. There's already a culture established. And if you're part of a team, you're not responsible 100%. Now, you have 100% responsibility over your specific segment, but that doesn't mean that you're held liable for everything that happens, for every expenditure, for every success, for every failure. There's some of that that's shared by the team. Whereas if you're an individual agent or you have your own team, that's going to fall on you. The buck stops with you. So hopefully this is helpful in getting you to think through What's going to be beneficial? what's going to maximize your ability to succeed at this industry to be able to make an impact to serve your clients at a higher level and even think through if the team model seems right to you on it, remember it's so important teams can be drastically different from one to another. so if you think that that's the way to go, talk to a lot of people. I was recently talking with a great team leader here in the area and They were telling me that it's shocking to them anytime they approach an agent about being a part of the team, and they'll ask, if we could find a situation that's a win for you and a win for us, would you be open to having a conversation? And people are afraid of having that conversation. Oh, no, 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 I'm definitely not looking at switching. And I I would echo her sentiment on this one. Have an open mind, have a conversation, build relationships in the industry, because you never know what may change, when an opportunity could come up. And if you don't know about it, if you're not aware of opportunities when they come, then you can never take advantage of them. But if you're always looking for opportunities, you can always say no. And the worst case scenario, you're gonna develop more relationships, you're gonna have more awareness of where you're at, confirm that it was the right decision, and you can use the information you've gathered to confirm that. So open up your options, open up your possibilities, have conversations and again, it's either going to confirm that where you're at is the right choice or open your eyes to something new. As always, thank you for listening. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, pass the song to somebody who might benefit. Have a wonderful day and let's continue to elevate real estate together. This podcast has been brought to you by Jordan Keck, NMLS number 1017341, Brands Manager at Advantage Mortgage Incorporated, 5955 Shoreview Lane, North Suite 200. Kaiser, Oregon 97303, company NMLS 1770599, equal housing lender. Jordan Keck is licensed in Oregon, Arizona, California, Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Texas, and Washington. Until next time, thanks again for listening.